hands on Associate Justina speaking. I can speak to Bogus, please. Um, sure. What's your name? Joey Jingola. Okay, hold on one second. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Your call and your business are very important to us. Please hold the line and we'll be right with you. Associates, Bogus, I can help you. Bogus, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, what's up? How much are you doing, sir? Good, I was your fourth. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. That's, that's a good question because that changes every day, really. <laughs> you know, I think that on a day to day basis, the agency operates pretty darn well. You know, I, I have nothing to complain about. You know, if I'm not in the office or half of the people are on vacation, it still functions. So there's not a, not a problem there. It makes money. We're constantly growing. It's mostly just little things, uh, operational things that we need to improve here. You know, like making sure that we're all on the same page when it comes to attaching things into the, you know, our AMS system or, you know, same process of reaching out to all the customers because we have those five locations. You know, we all operate as, as one giant agency, but there is that little bit of disconnect because there's people that are the managers of that said location. They might do things a little bit differently. It might not get to me. It might not get to, you know, our, our management team in our main location so, so it's one of those things we're trying to crack down on, on little little gaps that we've created and uh, really improve that process i figure that once we improve it our side that's really just going to make our customer experience so much better you can direct your envy jealousy and possible tiny little thoughts of hate to be hansel at all right i'm kidding that was my good buddy bogus hansel of hansel and associates and he's talking about well, hey, guess what? The office, it runs it's, it runs pretty tip-top shape when I'm not there. Things go well from a day-to-day. There's just a few little things that we need to clean up because the customer experience could gr- dramatically benefit from it. And, yes, I'm kidding. I, obviously, uh, we don't want to... Uh, but I'm sure you've had experiences in your agency where you uh, maybe haven't been there, and then you walk in. It's been like an unattended third-grade class for a week and a half, and uh, like a feral, you know, unattended third-grade class. And you're just like, why, why can't I... You know, why can't I go get my teeth cleaned? And, you know, hearing Bogus say that might think, oh, well, this is a perfect world that he's living in. And I'm not going to really care much about the little things that he wants to clean up. Okay, fine. That might be fair. Uh, but so here's the thing, right? So Bogus is talking about, you know, they've got five locations. So it's it, it becomes a challenge to manage those different locations and create consistency. So we did... Uh, uh, an episode last week, I, I can't remember, uh, focusing on are you consistently evolving with your client or something like that with my um, good buddy Christopher Cook down in North Carolina. And uh, again, kind of along the same lines, right? How do you, and, and Christopher has multiple locations as, as well. So how do you make sure that, you know, as as those locations, as they kind of have a tendency to start operating in their own little environment, their own little habitat, how do you keep them from you know, developing those 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 differences, how they start kind of uh, creating their own little little things that that actually get in the way of the overall kind of company mission, and how do you give them enough responsibility to where they feel like they have some ownership in that location, and uh, and they're actually able to kind of do things that matter in the way that they want to, but yet still kind of serve the mothership as a whole, or is it really just about 
kind of having everything under one roof. Uh, I think so. I think it could be kind of tough. Chicago land's a big area, so it's it's kind of spread out. You know, if if everything was centralized in in one location, it'd be a lot easier to manage. But I know that's not the way business was before. Before business, when you grow, you open up a new location. That location kind of sustains itself, and you know, you had a lot of walking clients and that kind of stuff. And I know that a lot of agencies nowadays. You know, they don't get a lot of walk-in clients. It's all phone calls or email conversations, text conversations, that kind of stuff. You know, we still have a lot of walk-ins in all our locations, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it's, it's coming time to where the overhead on, on maintaining that additional location might not make sense anymore. So we're, we're trying to figure out how to bring everything in, in, into one place, hopefully. All right, let's just go ahead and toss that match right in the dumpster because we're going to set this thing on fire. The walk-in versus no walk-in do we really need people physically coming to our office and and all that fun stuff and and how do we change that should we change that i mean what what is it right and you know you heard bogus say uh and i'm really i mean i've thought about this but i haven't thought about this so this might this might be a little rough so give me a, just let me work through this uh, so you hear bogus say well when you grew back in the day you kind of expanded geographically so you had a bigger footprint so you it was easier for people in those communities to to see you know who you are and to walk through your door when it was imperative that that action take place now not so much they can kind of walk through your door at any point in time whenever they want and uh you know obviously not physically not there yet but you know how how do we how do we adapt that do we adapt that should we adapt that do we need to do these things and uh, you know I mean, me and my dad constantly argue about such matters of, you know, obviously there's there's a certain type of person that, you know, maybe doesn't need to walk through your door anymore. That's just kind of wasting time, kicking tires that, you know, just derails productivity in the office. And OK, yes, I'm sure every single one of you that Joey at GrowProgram.com, definitely. Please let me know. Just describe the person that just when they come into your office, you're like, oh, it's, he's here again. She's here. again. What are we going to do? You kind of close the blinds and you just put the hey, we're just closed for lunch randomly one time forever. Um, you know, sorry, we're not here. Who's that? Per- what's that person like? I just I would love to hear because we've obviously, you know, it's just a thing, right? I'm sure it's a thing. Please tell me we're not the only agency that has that thing. Like if that person that comes you're like, oh, man. Anyways, uh, so do we do we um, do we need to limit that? Do we need to prevent it? Do we need to bring everything into one location? Do we need to do we need does it make it easier to, 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 to breed that consistency throughout the agency if we're not managing, you know, five field generals uh, trying to keep them in line, trying to keep them from you know staging a coup in some capacity? Uh, does that simplicity allow you to then kind of carry out your orders in a much more streamlined fashion than to try and kind of have those interpersonal struggles every time you need to kind of demand consistency and in, in how to handle customer service issues and things like that? I don't know. I, I'm just, we're just kind of talking. Uh, I think, let's put it this way. I think my answer would be is that we don't need to start acquiring or uh, uh, encouraging you know, new walk-in business unless it justifies itself in some capacity, M- meaning that's a, it's a large enough account, to wh- whatever. It makes sense in some capacity that business is conducted in that way. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Um, I think we would want to you know, from a certain point, just say, listen, everybody that we kind of bring in the door new, we're going to kind of have a certain set of standards and then maybe just kind of let it slowly kind of naturally evolve its way out. That's if we want to be diplomatic, politically correct about it. Um, because you know, I've, I've heard it a couple different ways to where, you know, there's, there's studies that actually show if you are collecting payments, if you are physically collecting payments in your agency, you're losing money on collecting that payment. And it's like those kind of things that, that we don't necessarily really think. We just, oh, think of the, the old, hey, we're here sort of thing for you, and, uh, and that's why we do it. And, and the crazy part is, and this is just kind of my personal example, this isn't actually physically having, this is an example of somebody walking through the door, uh, but just more or less the lines, uh, just paying attention to, you know, um, the numbers, right, of, of what we're selling and what we're making and, and running it like a business. And uh, to have somebody, to have one of our CSRs go back and check, because health insurance is awesome and uh, healthcare.gov is my favorite place on the internet, to go back and check every year after enrollment has happened, uh, to have one of our CSRs do that, we actually lose money, like based on the time it takes for that to happen versus like it would have just been to not pay attention to if it was there or not and just know that we might lose 5% or 10% because the government decided to just magically lose my uh, national producer number. You know, just that magically disappeared from the policy. Um, it, it actually doesn't make sense for us to go back and double check that because the amount of time it takes us to check it manually to verify that it's kind of stayed there through the renewal uh, doesn't make sense. And yes, I understand there is, there is uh, to quote Gary Vee, the serendipitous effect of, of allowing some of those things to happen. And, and I'm all for kind of some of that at some point, but it's just trying to decide how much of it we need, where and when I would say, um, because at some point, at some point, you'll just find out that it's kind of beyond saving. Right. I mean, it's not normally a problem, but, you know, when there, when there are the rare customer complaints or something like that, they might feel that they handle it the best way possible or they don't actually, you know, run it by me or, or my father. You know, so it's, it's those things, it's like if they handle it, it's fine, but if it gets to that point where, you know, they don't handle it correct way or they don't mediate that situation correctly, it kind of creates a problem and then the time goes by, we kind of hear about it a little bit later than we should. You know, at that point, it, it's kind of beyond salvaging. Everyone's always first in line to tell you when they did something good, but hey, hey watch out when it didn't go their way. Uh, it's just a matter of when they get around to it, right? All right. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, that's right. That's the downside of, you know, people kind of handling the thing, you know, kind of differently is, is they might do it in a way that didn't work out. And then they're kind of afraid to tell you. And, and so these are the little things that bogus is trying to do differently. And, um, yeah, it's obviously not a fun thing because, you know, that, that interaction, that encounter can then have kind of, you know, a magnified effect on other business because, you know, that person might have that bad experience and then it might not get resolved fast enough. And then they're telling other people, we all know this, right? This isn't, uh, we're not, we're not uh, breaking any new ground here, 
but it's a very real thing, right? So somebody, you know, once you, you know, these are these are successful problems to have, right? Hey, I, you know, I've only got my one location right now. Oh boy, it'd be great to have more. And then you hear kind of bogus talk about this. And like, oh, okay, hold on, wait a second. So it's just, you know, what do we, you know, what do we want? And, and, you know, they're talking about how they still have a decent amount of probably walk-in, maybe just by the tone of Bogus's voice, maybe more than he would like to care to admit. But how do we transition from it? How do we walk away? How do we walk away from the walk-ins? Sure, why not? Um, how, do, how do we how do we manage those expectations? What do you want to change in your agency, but you know, you're not really sure how or if you should and, and asking yourself the tough decisions. And, and I think, I think you just simply have to look at it from, you know, one dollars and cents standpoint, you know, is, is it increasing the chance of creating the beyond saving points? You know, is that, is that happening more often than not? Uh, you know, is it just physically just a return on investment, you know, dollars in dollars out time in time out, is it just not there? And then what's the potential upside, right? You know, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna go against the grain, is the is the is the serendipity effect great enough to where hey, this is fun, it's I just enjoy it, I don't mind it, sort of thing, and then you're just gonna have a, have a good time that way. Just some you know kind of questions that you might want to toss out to kind of help you get to that decision as to whether or not you know this is something that you want to change or not change, and we all have those things, right? We all have the thing in our agency that if we woke up tomorrow with magic wand, sure. Uh, this is what we would do differently. And I don't know, just, this is crazy talk. And I, I'm, I, I, you know, I probably could serve to look myself in the mirror at some point on this and say, well, let's just say today is that day that you're going to say, well, why not? Right? Sure. Let's just do that thing that we've always thought we should maybe do and, uh, just see what happens or at least, give it enough credit to, to, to map it out all the way from start to finish and, and how you need to start or whatever. I don't know. And maybe again, don't, don't hate bogus. Cause his, his ship is, is, is sailing just fine without him on board. Uh, and he can come back and forth and go as he pleases. Uh, we all have our thing that we need to work on, but I guess don't be afraid to look at it differently. Look at it with a sense of sure. This could happen if I wanted it to, I know that no matter what, at the end of the day, these changes that I make will hopefully, ultimately, really just improve and create a better customer experience for everyone. Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it, really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. 
That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.